Hello, and welcome to the Health and Wellness Show on the SOT Radio Network. I am your host, Doug. With me in our virtual studio from all over the planet is Elliot, Tiffany, and Erica. Today is February 1st, 2019, and today we're going to be talking about veganism, the vegan push. So you may have noticed recently, over the past couple of weeks, Anytime you opened up the internet, you were confronted with this message about how we have to all stop eating meat in order to save the planet and to save ourselves. So we kind of wanted, we're wondering, you know, what's behind this push? I mean, you always see these kinds of articles everywhere. Um, We're confronted with them all the time. It seems to be a very uh, strong meme i don't even know if you could call it a meme but it's being pushed from somewhere so we were kind of like what what the hell's going on here what is with all this like this sudden because it literally was everywhere it was like every single mainstream website seemed to be covering this in some way and it all came at once so it's like what's really going on here so we decided that on today's show we were going to investigate that but before we get started, I should say, you probably have noticed <laughs> that we have a different format right now. We have transitioned to video. Yay. So you can see our smiling faces. Um, we are in the process of kind of transitioning over to a new, um, a new format. Um, we're still kind of trying things out and seeing how things work. So you might see some changes from week to week as we uh, we experiment with a couple of things and see how things go. But so far, um, this is our first attempt. So be sure to comment down below and tell us how wonderful it is. Um, yeah. Hit that like and subscribe button. Yeah, like, subscribe. Hit the bell for notifications. All that stuff. We're not used to doing YouTube, so. So yeah, why don't we start off here? So. What do you guys think of uh, veganism? (laughs) I say to each his own, live in or eat and let eat, as people have said. My problem with it is its evangelical zeal and the fact that it's being pushed all over the media, like you said, Mm -hmm. because there's just been tons of articles. It's been like a real PR campaign when Anything like that happens, I always get suspicious. But for for the last few years, it's been like this upswelling. Like all of these celebrities are going vegan and people are talking about how veganism is good for you and it's so healthy. And even people who aren't vegan think that eating meat is bad. Yeah. So whenever I see something like that, I always... You know, my eyebrows always raised and I just want to know where it's coming from and where it's going, because truthfully, it it makes me nervous. Yeah. (laughs) Like they're coming for our meat. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it kind of seems like, especially with there's all this talk about the meat tax recently that they want to have, you know, all these sin taxes, right? Where like the first thing they do is they tax the cigarettes, they tax the alcohol. And it's like the idea is, oh, the more we tax this, the more we discourage people from doing this. And this is good because it's bad behavior. So now they have the soda tax instituted in different places. And now they're talking about a meat tax. 
And I saw some figure that said it was going to, in the UK, I think it was, they were planning on uh, taxing it to the extent that it'll be 163% more expensive for like sausages. Uh, so in New Zealand, they're thinking about it. They didn't say that they were going to actually implement it, but they said they, they're thinking about a meat tax because it's, of course, going to save the environment because cows fart a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Save us from the cow farts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think there's been chat of meat taxes in the UK as well. But mm -hmm. already there's uh, like meatless Mondays. And I think Sainsbury's, Elliot, is that one of like the big UK grocery chains? Yep. Yeah, they came under fire recently because they're given vouchers and reward points or something like that to their customers that choose vegetarian or vegan options. And people were up in arms saying that they're anti-meat. And they said, no, no, we know that our customers choose from a wide variety of foodstuffs, but they don't try it. Well, it's interesting you say that, actually, because I was in Sainsbury's last night. Hmm. I was doing a bit of shopping and... Uh, Some vegan stuff? Well, I'll be honest, I was going through the meat aisle and um, and now, and this is like really recently, this must be within the past week or two because it wasn't there last time I went. Now there is like a quarter of a whole aisle which is dedicated to the meat-free section. Yeah. And this this used to be there to some extent. You used to have meat-free products, but now you have these crazy meat-free products. You have these, um, you know, there were the videos on YouTube about the bloody meatless burgers, the ones yeah. which actually like bled when you cook them. Well, they yeah. have they have ones which are similar to that. They have like a whole new section, and Sainsbury's have actually come out with their meat-free um, produce. And there's, yeah, I mean, there's an awful lot just in the meat section now that wasn't there before. So it was right next to the real meat? like Yeah, right next to, yeah. It was right next to the bacon, to be specific. Yeah, I the walked... vegans are going to complain about that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I went there and I read some of the, um, the ingredients and you could see there was dehydrated soya protein. And as soon as I saw that, I put it down and I went to the bacon section. Did you, did you wash your hands? <laughs> it might have contaminated you. People accidentally buying fake meat products. <laughs> I've got to give it to them, though. Um, they did look quite realistic now. Mm. Um, yeah. It's amazing. Like this, there is a huge corporate push lately for these things. Um, there's the Impossible Burger. There's the Beyond, Beyond Burger. There's Schmeet, which is hilarious. <laughs> I know that they're going to change their name at some point because that's just horrible. But like, there's all these different things in there. Like, they're trying so hard. It's like you know, they're they're there's this quest for like the perfect veggie burger, and it's like they're trying so hard just to imitate. And it, I think that the, the drive for this, I mean, they're actually pretty upfront about what the drive for this is. They're like, yeah, not everybody wants to be a vegan, but we want to provide meatless options because that's obviously a trend and people are looking for meatless options, but they still want their burgers. 
Well, there's also a push, like has anybody ever heard of the government mandating what should be on a restaurant's menu? Like in California, I think they're proposing a law that all restaurants there have to have vegan options on the menu. Oh my God. I think they did that in Portugal as well. Like these vegans all got together, vegans and vegetarians got together and signed a petition so they could get their legislators to pass bills to say that you have to have vegan options on the menu. Yeah, that was in 2016. Um, The Portugal Vegetarian Society uh, basically launched a petition. There were 15,000 signatures. And so now it's uh, required by law that there are vegan options. And I'd imagine that even applies to the steakhouses as well, which... That's just ridiculous. I mean, you know, I'm all for... Like, I, I don't actually, as much as, as flack I give them, I don't hate vegans, right? Like, fine, you're vegan, you want to be vegan, that's fine. But this, like, infringing on the rights of others and putting it in people's faces and, like, it's like, are they going to tell all the vegan restaurants that they have to have meat options? I mean, obviously not, right? Like, I'm a meat eater. I only eat meat. So what does that mean? Like what happens if I go to if I go to a vegan restaurant? There are literally no options for me. Nothing. What do I get? Water. That's it. It's like, but they but but you know that they're gonna enforce these other like I mean if you make if you have a restaurant you have the right to serve whatever you want in your restaurant. If you know you don't have halal uh, options for Muslims, you know that's your prerogative. You don't have to. You can serve whatever you want. It's like you don't have kosher options for Jews. You know, so be it. Those people have to find another restaurant. It's unfortunate, but you know, that's freedom. So I just forcing vegans to, or sorry, forcing restaurants to have vegan options just seems like a huge infringement on people's rights to run their business the way they want to run it. And this infringement is coming from like what vegans are roughly 1% of the world population. Yeah. small percentage of people have this much power over other people's lives. Yeah. Which is another reason to ask, like, what the hell's going on here? Why? You know, considering it is such a small segment of the population, why is there this sudden push? Why is it like all of a sudden everybody is like falling over themselves to accommodate vegans? Why are we being told all across these headlines that it's uh, that, that you have to go vegan to save the planet? Well, I'd like to add, because I, I, I rode the vegan train for a while. Uh-oh. And, uh, you know, this was about 25 years ago. And I worked in a restaurant that was vegan. It was based on the Canadian food combining pyramid, which was basically don't eat proteins and starches together and whatnot. And I was definitely influenced by that. And initially when changing to that diet, because I worked there, you know, I lost weight and felt better. And, but back then it was like a fringe kind of thing. It was the carrot juices, the wheat grasses. There was not a lot of this whole fake meat thing other than Asian food, you know, uh, tofu and tempeh. Hmm. But it's very interesting to see how it's like a pendulum shift. Like back then it was really kind of 
fringe and out there and, you know, people thought you were crazy and you kind of just did it. Wasn't this, it wasn't popular at all, unless you were a Hare Krishna or something, you know what I mean? And to see this come basically all the way to the other way is like Tiffany was saying, it's bizarre and you wonder where it's going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I think a big part of this push is profit. Because there are a lot of companies, big ad companies, um, billionaire investors that are behind this whole push towards veganism and the creation of fake meat products. Mm-hmm. Um, there's government subsidies on crops and you can make a hell of a lot of money just by selling like grain products versus meat meat you have to invest a lot of money into Mm -hmm. um raising the animals so the profit margin isn't as high but with these vegetarian or grain options the profits can be like through the roof so if you have a lot of legislation in your country saying that people need to eat more vegetarian or vegan foods that's opening up a larger market I mean, people eat crap anyway, but if Mm. they're mandated to eat crap and they have no choice but to eat crap, that's (laughs) even more money in the pockets of these big companies. Yeah, absolutely. I also think it it goes along with this whole rebranding of GMOs. So right now, at least in the U.S., they're rebranding the whole image. They're calling GMO foods biofortified with a smiley face and it's green. So you know, part of the whole changing of the mindset of people is, well, meat is bad. Like Tiffany was saying, you know, CAFOs are bad. This is bad. It's bad for the environment. But look at this option, you know, biofortified food. So now it's not even genetically modified. It's a green smiley face. Green is good. (laughs) Yeah. Greenwashing is another name that they call it. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think I, I definitely think that that's that's a significant part of where this push is coming from, that mm-hmm. the it, it is it's industry. But um, it's, it's definitely not for our health because no. vegan diets are so deficient in nutrients. I mean, you might feel OK when you first start, but you're going to hit a wall eventually. And it's certainly not for the environment no. because monoculture or monocropping really, really ruins the environment versus having open pasture land where animals are eating the grass, the tips of the grass and keeping it into that uh, that fast growing cycle. And then they're pooping into the soil and mixing that in and making the yeah. soil healthy. Yeah. And it's not because of the care for animals either. I mean, it used to be that no. the vegan, the, the reason that people were vegan before well, yeah, I guess I shouldn't generalize too much because there were different reasons. But one of the main reasons that people would tend to go vegan was because of animals, because they didn't like the cruelty to animals. And, you know, fair enough, you know, the uh, the the CAFO farming, like the, the horrible conditions that, you know, factory farms put the animals in. They were like, no, enough. I don't want to participate in that. So I'm going to be a vegan. And like I say, fair enough. You know, I, I agree. I think those things are really bad. And, uh, you know, I make efforts to try and uh, find meats that aren't, you know, they're more traditional farmed animals. But now this whole environmental argument has come up. Like all of a sudden, it's like 
the the welfare of the animals is kind of a secondary concern all of a sudden it's like everybody is more concerned about the iron the environment now than they are with the animals um although there does still still seem to be the diehard vegans who are like you know still more about fighting for the animals like that freely chick on youtube just she, she still seems to be she's not like she hasn't jumped over to the environmental train as far as i can see she's still more about the compassion yeah, but even the compassion, I mean, as we've said on the show many times, when you really start deconstructing that whole argument, it falls away, it crumbles, you know. It's it's impossible to be a human being without causing death to other living beings. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just impossible. I mean, go and walk outside. I mean, just s- stepping on your carpet, you're killing bacteria. You know, for your clothes, for your, I mean, for everything that you basically utilize to function as a human being in our modern world, there's been some death and destruction involved in that. And at the same time as well, who is to say that animals are the only living things other than humans? You know, what about plants? Mm-hmm. Plants, there's research coming out by the day showing that plants have certain uh, types, uh, a sense of awareness. They feel things or they, they respond to things like having their leaves taken off, which when you listen to it really closely might be interpreted as a scream, you know, or squealing in pain or things like that. And they communicate with one another. And it's, it's, amp- anthro- I think it's a word anthropocentric uh, or anthropomorphic. I'm not sure which no, word it is. Centric, I think centric. is the one you're thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Anthropocentric to ascribe human qualities to other living things and assume that because those things have human qualities that they're the only things which experience pain and suffering whereas just because plants and other um, life forms don't possess certain human qualities like the ability to um, like possess nervous systems per se that they don't feel pain because they don't have that it's very sort of human centric you know and it's it's clear that that the situation is a lot more nuanced and the idea that you can exist in this reality without causing suffering or without causing pain or without killing another being is an a utopian mm-hmm. fantasy yeah i totally agree so i think a lot of these recent headlines um, are coming from a particular study. Well, to call it a study is a bit, um, giving it a little bit too much credit. It's basically a report, um, and it's uh, it was published in the Lancet, and it's um, it's called Eat, and uh, it's called the Eat La- An- sorry the Eat Lancet Commission on Food Planet Health. Um, and it's a nonprofit startup, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, they came out with this big, long study. And actually, Damien, can you bring up that link of the Eat Lancet Commission's controversial campaign? Um, so basically, it's, uh, this article is actually a really good one. And we've got it up on SOD as well. And it goes into a lot of details about all the different corporate interests that are backing this thing. And it goes into some of the history of the different people who are uh, behind it. Um, And basically what they did is they came out and said, um, everybody has to stop eating meat 
um, to save the planet. Uh, and meat, uh, meat is really bad for your health and everybody has to go as close to veganism as possible to be able to, uh, save their own health. And I mean, there's no science backing this at all. It's, uh, it's essentially just the opinion of, um, 37 different people. And actually, Damien, maybe you can bring up the other uh, link that is the, the conflicts of interest that um, uh, Nina Tekholz did a, a, an article um, talking about all the different conflicts of interest. Um, it was called uh, Majority of Eat Lancet Authors, Over 80% Favored Vegan Vegetarian Diets. And if you scroll down the list a little bit, she has a list of all the different authors. And every one that you see that's in red is somebody who had in the past favored vegetarianism in some way in some of their writings or or something that they had actually um they they come from a pro vegetarian or vegan stance so it's like of the 37 authors 80 percent over 80 percent of them are coming from this vegan vegetarian position so it's like the the idea that it's that it isn't a completely biased report is just laughable but some of the names in there would be starting from the premise that a vegan diet is healthy and that meat is yeah. bad for you. Exactly. Exactly. And that it's bad for the environment. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if you read that, that other article I was talking about on the EFA news uh, thing and actually go to some of the links, it's actually shocking the stuff that's going on behind the scenes here. Like the one of the people, Walter Willett, is like uh, he's a Harvard professor and he is like totally pro. I don't know if he's all the way vegan, but he is like pro plant based diet, which mm-hmm. is, you know, co- a, a dog whistle for veganism. Maybe we could say it's like, uh, you know, nobody every, the vegans have such a bad reputation now for, for being essentially crazy. So they've changed. They've rebranded veganism to plant based diet. And it covers the whole gamut from vegetarianism to veganism to flexitarian to all those other cousins of veganism. But um, so he's he's been pushing it as well. But I mean, there's the the WWF, the World Wildlife Federation. There's the Barilla Corporation, which is actually a big, massive, uh, 3.5 billion euro company for. Um, uh, pasta. They're a pasta company. And they're pushing hard on this this veganism thing because, um, you know, what do vegans eat? I mean, how much of the diet is grains on the uh, on a, a vegan diet or even a vegetarian diet? Right. Well, I can I can just add something here. I'm looking directly at the Eat Lancet uh, report. And um, here is a breakdown in response to your question, Doug, here's a breakdown of what they want people to be eating the most of. So um, the most calories in the diet, a daily diet are going to be coming from rice, wheat, corn, and other whole grains. Hmm. Um, You're going to be getting significant amounts of fruits, vegetables, tubers, and starchy vegetables. Um, they want no more than 30 calories coming from beef, lamb, or pork. 30 calories. 30, 30 calories. So what is that? That's, That's 14 grams. 
No, it's even less than that, isn't it? Because there's four, four calories yeah. per gram. Well, so it, would be, it would be like eight grams. Well, it says here they, they, they want people eating 230 grams of whole grains, 50 grams of starch, 300 grams of vegetables, 200 grams of fruit, 14 grams of beef, lamb, or pork, 29 grams of poultry, 13 grams of eggs, 28 grams of fish, but then they want you to have more legumes and nuts, so 75 grams legumes, 50 grams nuts. They want you eating 40 grams of unsaturated oils, while 11 grams of saturated oils. So to break that down, I mean, really, you're getting most of your caloric intake from grains. And who benefits from that? Well, Doug, you're just talking about the massive company who's pushing this, who is essentially a pasta company. Mm -hmm. These, These people are making billions off of grain. And how better to sell their product than to brainwash people into thinking that this is healthy food. Um, and this seems to be what they're really pushing with this study or with this study. <laughs> study. Well, Unilever and Kellogg's, they're also in on it too. I mean, Kellogg, I think they were the ones who came up with the slogan that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, just so they could first push their breakfast cereals. Hmm. Uh, Pepsi is in on this and actually in this Eat Lancet study, they actually allow for about eight teaspoons of sugar a day, but they're probably getting (laughs) much more than that. (laughs) Eight teaspoons. If they're eating Kellogg's breakfast cereals and whatever. And then also Big Ag, Syngenta, it's a Hmm. biotechnology company, Bayer, Bayer Monsanto. Bayer Monsanto. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cargill, another grain giant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. So allegedly, this is going to save the planet. And I think that guy from Harvard, what's his name? Walter Millet again? Willett. Willett? Yeah. Millet. Was that a <laughs> he should be Millet. <laughs> he says that uh, it'll save like the lives of 11 million or, yeah, 11 million people. Like, how can he even know that? Like, these studies that they use, and you use the the air quotes, Elliot, they're epidemiological studies where they asked people, how much of this food do you eat or how much of that food do you eat? And they have to rely on people's memories. And then they come up with these correlations, like people who eat more of this have more heart disease or whatever. Basically, they're just making it up because they go into the whole thing with the assumption that, you know, meat causes cancer or causes heart disease anyway. So they're just basically fixing the data to show the correlations that they wanted to show. So it's not really based on science at all. It's just a bunch of pro-vegan, pro-vegetarian people who want to have control over what people eat and make some money while they're doing it. I wonder if it's not just a backlash against the whole low carb popularity that's happening. Yeah. You know, I actually wrote an article not too long ago that was talking about the corporate push behind um, the vegan push. And that was one thing I was speculating at the end. And I I, I don't know how much the low carb thing is affecting these people. I imagine they've probably seen a dip in sales from people who are avoiding like grains 
um, because grains are not particular. Like they're probably this is probably the least popular grains have been since like they came into the human diet. Mm -hmm. I, well, I'm speculating. Well, you know, it's interesting. But... Kind of on a side note, not to get off the topic, but the FDA just fast tracked a new celiac vaccine, mm -hmm. right? So if you have celiac disease, which is you're pretty in a bad state with wheat, now you can just take the vaccine. So what a better way to just open up that whole market yet again to people that are going gluten-free because they have to. Mm -hmm. well, the vaccine won't work, of course. <laughs> no. It'll make people <laughs> believe that they can eat gluten again. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you one thing that I think is really telling about this, actually, and there's another link you can pull up here, Damien, the one about the billionaire. Um, this is a link to um, one of the guys behind who put a lot of money into this um, to this study, um, and oh, I'm blanking on his name, Stord Stordal or something like that. His wife is named Gunhild Stordalen. Stordal. So yeah. Stordalen guy, he's this Norwegian hotel tycoon billionaire. Right. And I guess his wife has a lot of time on her hands and a lot of connections. So. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is that in the, on that uh, that page, um, it's an article about this this billionaire guy who, on his Instagram, took a picture of himself eating like like an eight patty massive it's called like the coronary burger or something like that it's this huge cheeseburger like just insane amount of meat like you know something like five thousand calorie burger and it's like this is what these people are doing right like they're putting all this money into this study and telling everybody all the plebes have to be vegan it's like, oh, yeah, we've got to save the planet. We need to be vegan. We need to be vegan. And then he's like, ha, 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 look what I'm doing. I'm having a giant burger. It's like. And I'm jet setting all over the planet in my. Yeah, in well, my exactly. Plane. They're living yeah. this luxury lifestyle that is just like, you know, you want to talk about carbon. It's like mm -hmm. the amount of carbon that this stuff is letting off their private planes, all, the, all this kind of stuff that they're doing. Like they don't care. That's what it really comes down to is the people putting the money behind this study don't actually care. They only, they see a money opportunity um, and they have a, an opportunity to get incredibly wealthy. So the idea that they give a shit about the planet is just hilarious because they obviously don't. And he obviously doesn't care about the animals because he's willing to eat this massive burger. So it's like, it's, it's complete hypocrisy. But people don't, you know, people aren't going to realize this at all. They actually, they, they, they're being brainwashed into thinking, I'm going to do the right thing and I'm going to stop eating meat. Well, it's, to me, it's just a bunch of rich people who may or may not, especially in the case of these, uh, these Norwegian people, the Storndalens, not even vegan themselves, just pushing this slave diet onto people. Which mm -hmm. that's basically what it is. I think eventually it's just going to come to the point where if the meat taxes pass or, you know, something bad happens with the environment, and there's less food to actually feed uh, the animals. So the prices are going to go up naturally. Mm -hmm. Or if they just outright ban meat altogether, the only people who are going to be able to eat meat without going through a lot of hardship are the rich people. And everybody yeah. else is going to be eating the slave food. And yeah. it's not going to be like this big, you know, vegetable utopia where there's plenty of 
nice fruits and vegetables that you can gorge yourself on and looking super healthy with all these salads. It's going to be super shitty processed food, fake meat. Yeah. It's just people's health is just going to go down and down and down. I don't, I don't know how this will benefit anybody in the long run. Cause if people are dead, <laughs> they're not going to buy your products. No, no, it's, it, I mean, I mean, maybe it's, it's always hard to go there on the conspiracy angle, right? It's yeah. kind of like, are they purposely <laughs> trying to make people sick? It's like, yeah. I don't know. Like the even people who wrote that conspiracy though, I mean, that? that is what's going to happen. If, even if it's not a conspiracy, no. that is the end result of years of going vegan. People are exactly. going to die. So it doesn't even have to be a conspiracy. No, exactly. Like I imagine the people who wrote the, like the thing is you don't need uh, people who like everybody doesn't have to be in on it. You know what I mean? Not everybody doesn't have to be like, I know that this is advice is going to make people sick and we're going to collect all the profits and all this kind of stuff. I mean, all you need to do is indoctrinate people with the ideology and they do the work for you. You know, as long as those people believe that, that what they're doing is actually good work that what they're doing is actually getting people to be vegan is a healthy thing. It's for their own good. Then, then that does all the work for you. You don't need to bring, you know, millions of people in, in on the plan. You just need to have the ideology take over. Well, that's the thing about these people who push utopian societies. Like if nobody eats meat, then, you know, everybody's going to be healthy and running through fields of flowers, holding hands. And <laughs> same thing with communism. They said, well, <laughs> you know, if everybody owns everything, then everything's going to be okay. But these utopias never work out because they have no idea what the future is going to look like. Like once their plans get implemented, they're just hoping for the best mm -hmm. and they think it's going to turn out that way, but it never, ever, ever, ever does. Well, back to that list of sponsors. I mean, wasn't Pfizer one of them too? Yeah. The pharmaceutical company. So. Yeah, yeah they right know what's going on. You have a, a glaring, obvious conflict of interest yeah. when you have Pfizer in on your study. Because like Tiffany said, this utopia where everyone is going through flower fields and petting animals, but they're all on medication <laughs> as a result <laughs> It's yeah, a win-win. Yeah, the fact that Pfizer is in on it. I mean, they have to know at some level that they're yeah. going to profit in some way. I mean, yes. it's touted as a, a diet that's going to make people healthy and, you know, no one's going to have diabetes anymore. But Pfizer is getting in on it. Why are they getting in on it? They should be against it if it's going to yeah. make people healthy. That's exactly it. So <laughs> some of them clearly, they know what's going on. Pfizer know what's go knows what's going on for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Well, another interesting aspect to the whole vegan push is the religious aspect of it. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Belinda Fetke is mm -hmm. um, she has a, a website called I support Gary and basically um, they're from South Africa. Is it South Africa? Yeah. Yeah. Tasmania. Australia. Tasmania. Okay. And yeah, they so were, they're so Gary Fetke was a, um, is a surgeon, um, and he basically was recommending a low-carb diet to his patients. And um, 
the Dietetics Association or whatever. It's very similar to Tim Noakes, what happened to Tim Noakes in South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was basically like brought before a tribunal, all this kind of stuff, just to make a long story short, and was told, like basically put under a gag order. He's not allowed to talk about diet at all, especially like he's not allowed to talk about the low-carb diet. And the gag order was a lifetime one, so that even if in the future it is revealed that the uh, low-carb diet is actually the most healthy diet, he's still not allowed to talk about it. So anyway, um, his wife, Belinda Fetke, um, ended up digging in because they had there was a guy who acted as the, uh, the expert witness at the, the trial. I don't, I don't know if it was a trial or just a tribunal or what it was, but, um, and they were kind of like, well, why is this guy who's written textbooks and like, you know, is, is a professor, he's basically a very high status guy. Why is he at this like puny little tribunal? Like what, what's the point of bringing this guy in? So she started digging in more and lo and behold, he has a lot of um, connections to the seventh day Adventists. And she started uncovering this massive web of how the Seventh-day Adventists have, like, their tentacles in, like, everything. Like, they are one of the main drivers of this vegetarian push. And it's not just in uh, Australia and South Africa and and all these other places. It's in the the U.S. as well. Like, the Seventh-day Adventists have been influencing food recommendation policies for since they were invented. Basically, they've had their fingers in this thing. And they are one of the main drivers behind this push to vegetarianism. So I don't know how many vegetarians out there realize that what they're eating is actually a religious diet. Like this is the diet that was prescribed by the founder of, um, who was like a self-proclaimed prophet. And uh, she, she was just a nut bar and basically LNG white. That's her. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the 1860s, I guess she she was a prophet and she would have these visions from God. And uh, she said that meat was just as bad as alcohol. And she advocated that everybody abstained from alcohol, tobacco, spices, tea, coffee and meat. And it was all about salvation. And she thought that meat was an overstimulating food and it caused people to succumb to their passions. Like basically... Like Kellogg, she was on this <laughs> mad quest to stop people from masturbating. She was always talking about vice and sin and how you, know, you shouldn't arouse your passions and you should teach your children or your daughters, especially how to you know, make nice fluffy breads and eat vegetables and have nuts and things. But um, she was mostly vegetarian she i think she was a lacto ovo vegetarian they didn't use the term vegan back then because vegan that term didn't come into play until like the 1940s but yeah she was basically nutty she said that grains fruits nuts and vegetables constitute the diet chosen for us by our creator and a religious life can be more successfully gained and maintained if meat is is discarded for this diet stimulates into intense activity, lustful propensities, and it equals the moral and spiritual nature. So that's why veganism has such a religious zeal yeah. to it. I mean, how many SJW vegans out there realize that they're eating a Christian diet? Mm-hmm. Christian, uh, well, yeah, a Christian diet. Like how many of them actually realize that? 
they'd probably be horrified. A diet that is literally designed to tank your sex hormones. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and the funny thing is that PETA puts all these commercials out there where they're talking, where they're showing like, oh yeah, you're going to be a stud when you become a vegan. Like you're going to just be like, you're going to dominate in the bedroom. And it's like, well, wait a second. This diet was invented by people who are trying to decrease your libido. So it's like, what's the answer here? You can strap as much fruit and vegetable onto your crotch and dance around as you want. But I mean, it's not actually going to translate into having a higher libido. Yeah, there's loads of ex-vegan testimonials on YouTube where they talk about how their libido and their sex, their sex drive just tanked after a while being vegan. And women losing their period. So if you don't have your period, you can't have a baby. So I don't see how they can be very pro-family either. But, you know, a lot of vegans advocate for, you know, vasectomies and not having children anyway. So it's a very anti-life, anti-human diet. Absolutely. And perhaps one of the most important things here is that it's, a, it's an experimental diet. So it's new. It's very new. It's not something that has um, much human. Uh, there's no track record in human history of people going on this diet by choice for any prolonged period of time. Um, I don't think there's any documentation whatsoever. There's no record of a vegan diet, um, not by choice anyway. So uh, it doesn't. Yeah. It, it seems kind of like they're willful guinea pigs in a way. Yeah. Well, and we can actually, why don't we go to our video clip so we can see the wonderful results that some people have, uh, have found from going onto their vegan diet. Um, Damien, do you want to bring that, uh, that, that clip up? That's the same. That's the same girl. That's anorexia. Yeah. Barely pull herself up. Oh, the kids. His arms don't look healthy. No. The Weston A. Price dental malocclusion going on there. Yeah. It's like, it's unbelievable. I mean, the level of denial that has to be going on to, like, be that malnourished and to not realize that you're that malnourished, it just, it's, it's kind of mind-blowing. Wouldn't your friends tell you? Out of their vegan. Yeah, well, yeah. They're detoxing. Yeah. Detoxing, the exactly. Yeah. Peaks. Yeah. 
videos. This is like the third installment of four by yeah. this YouTuber named Severage. So if you can check out all four of these, it's really shocking to see the state of ill health that these people are in. It's shocking, and but at the same time, kind of entertaining. I mean, entertaining is the wrong word, I guess. I, I guess shocking is the right word for it, but like just to, it's just jaw dropping. Okay, maybe we've seen enough. <laughs> So there you go. Once they've uh, convinced mm. everybody that veganism is the right answer, that's th that's what the entire human population is going to look like. It looks like malnutrition. Yeah. yeah. It's the title. I mean, they look like concentration camp inhabitants. Yeah. And that's just part of it. Like there's been some ex-vegans also who say they just packed on the pounds. Yeah. But I think that a lot of people, once they go like fruitarian, that's when you see a lot of this emaciation. Like, I guess it just depends on the person's genetics, whether they'll get like super fat or emaciated. But at any rate, if you're emaciated or if you're fat, they're both just malnourishment. Anyway, I mean, it's just different looks. <laughs> different looks, different you styles. Guarantee that Billy Gates ain't gonna be looking like that, or those Broomhilda Stortlin is not gonna look <laughs> like that. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, I think you can get by. Well, some people seem to be able to get by on a vegetarian diet if they're doing eggs and and dairy products, because at mm -hmm. least they're getting some animal fats. They're getting some animal protein. They're actually, you know, because I mean, through our research at SOT, we've like come to the conclusion long ago and it's just been confirmed over and over and over again that you need these animal products that humans require them so i mean vegetarian if you got some good genetics you know your parents were healthy your grandparents were healthy you might be able to get by on a vegetarian diet but veganism you're really pushing it you're really pushing it and i think that uh that even if you don't end up having a complete failure of health. And I most, I think most people will, but um, even if you manage to get by your kids, if you can even reproduce your kids mm -hmm. are just, it's going to be a disaster, an absolute disaster. I think well, we still that pop up every now and then about uh, people who try to raise their babies as vegans and the babies die. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more of that to come um, because it seems to be increasing in popularity. Mm -hmm. um, and there are many accounts online of people who've done it. Whether they've done it or not, I don't know. But they say that they've done it and they build up quite the following of other expectant mothers who want to do it themselves. Um, and so, yeah, it's... Again, there's the experiments on rats where you can expose one generation of rats to a toxin and they're fine. And then you expose the next generation or the, the gen the, they have offspring. The toxic rats have offspring and the offspring are okay. They have offspring again. Second generation, they're okay. But the third generation, 
these rats are like mutant rats <laughs> you know they are they've just been demolished yeah. and so we're not going to see the effects of this for a couple of years but we will see it you know we will see it I think that's true yeah well it's not looking good it's not looking good it's not looking good i mean hopefully all this meat tax stuff is just gonna be hype maybe they're just talking about or maybe they're just testing the waters to see how people react to it because there was another article that came out and they were talking about the meat tax and they were saying that uh, you know people aren't gonna mind as much as you know, you think they're going to mind. They might be some uproar at first, but then they'll get over it. They'll be okay. Yeah. Um, but just like with everything, like people, you know, protest about this, that, or the other thing, but the elites basically just run roughshod over the population and do whatever they want. So I don't know what can be done besides, you know, get your own farm and raise your own animals. Well, yeah. I mean, maybe it might uh, push things more into localized farming or underground meat co-ops or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, um, I mean, you said that maybe they're just kind of testing the waters to see how acceptable something like this would be at this point, the extent of the push right now i think i think they're putting everything behind it right now i think they're pushing with all their might and they're actually trying to roll this thing out um meat tax is probably to come uh you know you taking meat off of restaurant menus that was another thing that that i read about that apparently they're gonna be trying to mandate um i think yeah you got to get close to your neighbors you got to network um because you got to find you got to find the meat man don't Get don't go down tank. like the rest lunatic farmer yeah yeah you gotta yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta secure the meat because otherwise you're going down like the sh- like sheep are vegetarians so if you want to be like a sheep then go ahead and stop eating meat yeah don't believe the hype Okay, well, it sounds like we're kind of winding down here, so maybe that's it for our first uh, video show, our experiment. So make sure to comment and let us know how you feel about it, Um, but be nice. And (laughs) Or not. Um, But yeah, we're going to be back um, next week with another uh, health and wellness topic. And like I said at the top of the show, you might actually see some changes to the uh, the format that we're doing here because we are still uh, figuring things out. We do plan on bringing Zoya uh, back in once we kind of figure out how to do that. So Zoya will be having her usual pet health segment. And yeah, I think that's um, that's the show. So, everybody, have a good day. You might not have a chance to in the future. (laughs) (laughs) Go canning now. (laughs) Go for a state while you can. Yeah. Enjoy it while it lasts. Okay.
Bye-bye.